Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and you're listening to the Eclectica Cafe. All right, it's time to get into some spoilers. If you want to avoid spoilers, I don't know what you're doing here. I also recorded another video separate from this that was a spoiler-free review. So I would recommend, if you haven't seen the movie, jumping over to that video instead. Because I'm about to uh, spoil the shit out of this movie. Okay, so spoiler review for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Poe was great with his smarminess, snarkiness. Uh, he's certainly the new Han Solo with his charisma and the way that he chews the fucking scenery. What I heard from a good friend of mine who's um, a, a big Star Wars fan as well is that he was actually in uh, in The Force Awakens. He was only written to be up until the point that he crashed the, uh, the TIE fighter on Jakku and he was supposed to die. But he was so well received already just by them going back and editing the film that they brought him back for, for more and determined that he would be the new Han Solo, essentially. He's so fucking good. Oh, my gosh. Um, the uh, opening scene was so intense with the bomb drop and the anticipation that you felt because of that. The, uh, I mean, like I said in the non-spoiler review that I leaned over to my friend Chris and I was just like, completely and I told him I said hey man I don't think I've blinked in 10 or 15 minutes and I it was because of this opening scene like they had you gripping the armrests like you were sitting at, um, on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen uh, are they going to like when there were like three of those ships that came in they were all carrying bombs and two of them got blo blew up got blown up got blew up were blown up and then they only had that one. Like it made you, it, it, you were excited at first that there were three of them and you're like, holy shit, they're going to bomb the shit out of this ship. And then they lost two of them and you're like, man, like, so it, they did a really good job of grabbing your attention that way of like, oh man, is this one ship going to make it? Are they going to drop that last cargo or is it going to, are they screwed? I mean, is this, are they just going to have to go home with their tails tucked between their legs? So, um, you know, and when she's kicking and kicking and kicking that rail to get the, the remote to fall down to her, and she knows that she's not going to make it. And uh, if if that cargo, whether or not the cargo gets, the payload gets dropped or not, she's probably not going to make it. And so you feel you feel for that character. You feel her, um, her uh, anxiety in the situation. And you, you know, you, you, when she grabs the, the necklace and you know that there's somebody obviously that that's attached to as well, that was really gripping. So again, like I couldn't say, say more for that first scene and the way that, um, Poe was talking shit to, uh, General Hux, man, that was something like I've never actually seen. I would never have expected in a Star Wars movie because he's so, um, it was something that I would akin to like somebody today in our world talking shit to somebody else that I can't really say that I've would have thought lived in that in that universe in the Star Wars universe in the way it did like making like a your mom joke I thought that was pretty great um but yeah, I just I it was really gripping the way that the first order was so confident about their navy and their fleet and the size of their of their air, their spacecraft and how they got taken down like that. 
the way that Poe was so rebellious against Leia's rules and he was set in his ways that he's gonna he was gonna get this done. So um <clears throat> let me get into sort of my conflict. I don't know if you want to call it a conflict, but maybe more confusion, maybe more frustration, maybe a little bit of disappointment about this movie. If you were expecting answers in this movie, which I know like everybody was expecting to get some some things answered from the last movie that were left so open-ended. If you were expecting answers in this movie, this wasn't the one. It's not happening here. You're not going to get any kind of back, uh, background story on Finn. You're not going to find out how Ma- Maz Kanata found that fucking lightsaber. You're not going to find out who the Knights of Ren's, Ren are and why they're not Sith, how they're different than the Sith, how... Um, how Kylo Ren joined up with the Knights of Ren, or if he founded the Knights of Ren, how Snoke seduced Ren, um, Kylo Ren, you're not going to find out about that. You are not going to find out that Rey is a Skywalker, a Solo, or a Kenobi. And is, tell me guys, like, how big a deal is that? Like, were you guys banking on, the, on her being one of these, a part of one of these families? Because a lot of people will say that these movies are tales of the Skywalkers. And if you look at all these movies, they are. It's the the history of the Skywalker family. And I guess you can say that that still carries over with Kylo Ren because he has Skywalker blood, but he's, a, he's an antagonist. He's a villain. So it's different. I mean, Kylo Ren is still a Skywalker, and this car- carries over into this new generation of characters. But we're so used to a Skywalker being the hero and the main antagonist or main protagonist in all of these movies. So are, are we disappointed that Ray apparently isn't either of the, any of these things, a Skywalker, a Solo or a Kenobi? And that apparently she's just, it seems pretty, pretty definitive and pretty sure that she was just, uh, the daughter of some drunks that sold her for drinking money. And I mean, that's a character that you sympathize with, but, I mean, is that, are we disappointed about that? Um, We did not, I think people are going to be, I I really think people are going to be disappointed about the, the uh, quick exit of Captain Phasma. She was killed off. I mean, she was, she only showed up for maybe 10 or 15 minutes of the movie and she was killed off. I don't think we're going to, unless they're going to, they have some way that they're going to resurrect her. Maybe her armor saved her as she fell down that, that pit and into the fire but um if you wanted more of phasma you're not going to get it no more than she shows up for about 10 minutes and she fights she gives a couple orders and she fights finn no origins no background on phasma and we don't even get to see her face still just like her helmet breaks and you see her eye um so yeah uh no you you know and you know what my biggest disappointment of all is still not knowing who the fuck Snoke is. Where did Snoke come from? He it says in I read the novelization of Force Awakens and he talks about how he's been around long enough that he saw he saw the Republic rise, he saw the Republic fall, he saw the rise of the um of the uh of the empire and the rebellion. So I was really hoping that we get to find out who this guy is, where he came from, where he learned his powers. And how he rose to be the supreme leader of the 
of the uh gosh the new order but nothing no nothing on snoke whatsoever and he went out like a fucking punk when um he got chopped in half with that lightsaber like that was cool and like you made your jaw drop and you weren't expecting it at all but at the same time i was always under the impression that these like really powerful um force wielding beings could sense something like that i would have expected the emperor palpatine emperor palpatine would have sensed um the force even if he's distracted with you know torturing another character he would have sensed the force manipulating that lightsaber to be turning towards him and he would have sensed that something's going on with kylo that he's doing this so while it was kind of cool to see him taken out that way it was also disappointing in a little bit because it diminished that character as being as powerful as he is um gosh and i just i still i can't get over the fact of or i can't get over how disappointed i am that we still don't know who this guy is or when are we going to learn it they seem the thing that bothers me about this movie is that they're so casual about not giving us any of these answers or any of these backstories they're so casual about it they they don't even drop any more hints like they don't even they don't leave it doesn't feel to me like they leave the um, possibility open that we're ever going to get answers to this stuff. Maybe in some expanded universe novelizations or comic books or something, but it just does not seem like it's a priority of theirs to give an explanation to any of these things. So that that was sort of bothersome. Um, it was cool to see that Leia was using force abilities and force powers. We know from Return of the Jedi and the expanded universe that as a Skywalker, she does possess force powers and, you know, Yoda saying, no, there is another. Uh, it was really, really cool to see her do that. It was great to, I mean, it was, I was, I was completely expecting that when she's floating in space that she was dead. And I don't know, I'm, uh, I'm not really much into science, but somebody would have to explain to me if that would be possible. I don't know, if, is she holding her breath? And is that keeping her alive? Because I feel like the the difference in pressure and space is going to kill her pretty much immediately. But I don't know. Maybe she was cocooned by the force somehow. But that was fucking awesome when you see that she her hands are moving and then she's floating and get gets back onto the ship. That was pretty great. Um, it's sad to know that Carrie Fisher's gone now. Um, she I think she went out um, with a pretty good legacy with these last two movies. It's a shame to see how much she degenerated, how quickly she aged. Because I remember like in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, which isn't that old of a movie, she was still, she looked fairly young and she looked almost fairly doable, like kind of hot still. So, I mean, to go from the way she was in that movie to the way she, you know, she looked and was so haggard and old looking is just kind of like, a little bit odd and depressing to see that she made that turn so quickly. I'm guessing, you know, I know she had a history of drugs and alcohol and had kind of a rough life in that regard, but may she rest in peace. Um, what I was expecting for this movie is I was not expecting, and this is what I alluded to in the non-spoiler review. God, they took a fucking long-ass time on that island. Man, like... I feel like it must have been three quarters of the movie that Ray was just following Luke around trying to convince him to go back with her. 
and I was like, fuck, can we just get on with this? Can like we, I want to see Luke Skywalker so bad join up with, um, get on the, the Millennium Falcon and join back up with the New Order and help them kick some ass. Like, I just wanted that so bad. And um, maybe they knew people were wanting that and they felt like they were building tension by making it take so long. But I felt like that was just so dragged out. Um, I I don't know. Um, I, I'm kind of back and forth on... I think it was some cool character development to see Luke struggling the way he did with his perception of the Jedi, how the Jedi are supposed to be this super, super humble group that had become vain and kind of selfish in their power, I guess, and um, touting themselves as as very grandiose. So that's something that turned him off. I thought that was cool. I thought that was admirable to make a character trait like that. Um, but there were certain things about Luke. I just, he supposed, when you're a Jedi master, I always expected like, in the prequel trilogy seeing this council of jedi they're so incredibly wise and um calm and at peace and luke didn't seem like any of these things he didn't seem wise he did definitely didn't seem calm and he certainly didn't seem at peace at all um just you know as far as lacking wisdom it was you could really see that when he's putting so much he's putting the the books the the those handful of books five or six books that have like the the original jedi text and he's he's almost like holding on to them as idols and when yoda shows up and he destroys them to prove a point and luke just flips out i feel like that's something pretty amateur that yoda shouldn't have had to teach him um so again lacking lacking a lot of wisdom that i feel like a a master jedi should have also I believe that there was a part where he got bested by Ray. Like she, she either like snuck up on him or she, she beat him in a, yeah, I think, I think that she did beat him in the, um, when they were going back and forth with the staffs, I think she beat him. So that's something that I just don't buy that if, if she were going up against who somebody that's supposed to be Luke's equivalent, somebody like Yoda, that wouldn't, would never have happened. Uh, what else? So I was, I was expecting that she would find Luke, that she would explain to him that his family's in trouble, his sister's in trouble, that everybody that he cares about and loves is in great distress. And as a selfless Jedi, he would take action and immediately, or or at least maybe with a little bit of convincing, but not three quarters of a movie, would be more enthusiastic to get on the Millennium Falcon, fly off and help. Especially when, you know, he knows that his twin sister's in distress, that she's fighting this war all on her own, and that he can be such a, a, a pivotal figure in, in helping out and end this. So that was disappointing that he wasn't more enthusiastic about that. I thought that she would spend a little bit of time on the island with him, explaining what was going on, that they were in trouble, etc., Maybe he would, we would spend a little time with him saying, you know, the Jedi need to end, etc. But then eventually, you know, after maybe 10 minutes or so, as opposed to most of the movie, they would uh, get on the ship and fly out of there. Or she would take off and he would, I don't know, somehow pull his X, uh, X-Wing out of the water and that would be really cool to see him follow her in that. Uh, what else? 
Um, I was expecting, again, like I said, I was expecting some backstory on Finn, maybe like just a flashback of who he is, where he came from, him getting pulled from his family. We know that. We know that he was pulled from his family at a young age, but to see a little bit more on that, that would have been cool. Uh, um, I really liked, I think her name is Laura Linney, the lady from Jurassic Park that was Leia's successor after she got injured. Like that was a, I talked about in the non-spoiler review about new characters and how I think that a lot of these characters are going to go down as, as pretty important and pretty cool characters in Star Wars. And I think that she's definitely going to be one of those. Um, I think that she... I, I didn't know who it was for a little bit. Um, I'm trying to... No, it's not Laura Linney. It's... Uh, gosh, what's the lady's name from Jurassic Park? I'm looking this up right now. It's going to bother me. Oh, what's her name? Looking. Anyway, as I'm looking for this, like, when she came on screen, I didn't know who she was. I just thought she looked fucking beautiful. Like, with her hair like that and her dress, and she has such an amazing figure. And, um... Oh, what is her name? Laura Dern. That's who it was. And yeah, she just... She looked stunning. She looked so beautiful. So, I think that she was awesome. I think that the, the conflict between her and especially Poe and the rest of the the new order was really awesome. The way that she was, she was. It, it was kind of a good example of people having their own idea of what moral standards are, or people wanting a everybody expecting and wanting a good outcome, uh, wanting the best for everybody, but everybody having such different ways that they feel they need to go about that. And also just a, it was kind of a, a lesson in Poe needing to um, swallow his pride a little bit and step off of his soapbox and let somebody be a leader as opposed to being so aggressive on doing what he thinks is best and putting his trust in somebody that has earned their, their place in leadership. I thought that was a really good way to, a really good conflict between those characters was fucking awesome. It was really good. In the way that that character, Laura Dern's character, um, piloted that shuttle or whatever it was and, and crashed it into that main cruiser that the uh, New Order was, was on. That was really cool. Um, I was disappointed because I'd like to see more of that character, but really cool how she sacrificed herself. I, I, I thought that was great. Um, I thought it was when Luke showed up on the that... Uh, abandoned rebel base that was like the salt planet and he showed up and i was like did luke make a stop at the fucking barber before he got here because like his hair is shorter it's darker and he looks in the in his face they make him look a little bit younger less weathered and i'm like what's you know what's the deal with this i didn't know i didn't understand well i knew that something was up but i couldn't put my finger on it exactly i thought that was really interesting um i thought I, I really liked how he interacted with Leia. I still couldn't put my finger on what exactly was going on when he went out and Kylo uh, demanded that everybody focus all their fire on, on him. I just figured it because he's a badass Jedi that he could deflect laser fire and it wasn't going to hurt him at all. Um, I, I thought I still can't understand why he had that blue lightsaber because 
we'd already seen prior to that, just prior to that, that when Kylo Ren and Rey are fighting after Snoke's dead, they're fight they're basically like fighting over the lightsaber and between the two of them they break it in half. So it didn't make sense to me that Luke had that blue lightsaber. I didn't understand what they were going for for that, why they didn't just give him his his green lightsaber that we always knew that he's had. That that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um I did think it was kind of a, a kind of a cool way that they revealed that he was just kind of a hologram and he was re- remotely doing what he did, but it was still disappointing to see that he never left that fucking island, that he was always there and we never got to see him truly reunite with with uh with anybody. I don't I I wonder what the purpose was of of him dying. I don't understand if he just felt like he did everything that he felt he needed to do so he could just die in peace and let himself die. Did he die of like, was he sick up to that point? Like, did he have cancer and he just felt like it was his time to go and he was just letting go? I didn't know as a Jedi, you could, I mean, I don't know. It's, you hear a lot of times about like if somebody's sick and they felt like they've, they've um, completed some unfinished business, they can just let you know they're they're sick they're on their deathbed and they feel like they can let themselves go but for all intents and purposes of everything we saw luke was perfectly healthy leading up to that so it it kind of bothered me that just at will he can let himself die that i didn't understand that and it almost kind of i don't know it just because he's at peace with himself what does that i mean justify him letting himself die. I don't get that. And I was kind of disappointed that we're not going to see Luke, at least in in physical form anymore, maybe as a fo- force ghost, but not in physical form anymore. I just don't understand the purpose of why he had to die other than that maybe they're, they want to take the emphasis off of the old cast and now pass the torch on to this new generation of characters that are filling the shoes of, of the last um, set of heroes. Because we, you know, obviously we lost Han Solo in the last one, Luke in this one, and unfortunately Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. So, so they're all gone. Um, maybe we'll see them in a, in another form. Like I said, um, what else? I I really want some closure on why when anybody touches that salt, it turns red. I that again, just like when that one guy walks, you have the people in the trenches or in those foxholes, and that one dude walks onto the the salt and it turns red and everybody's kind of like, there's one dude that's like looking at it. Why, why are the red footprints where the, everywhere this guy step and he just touches his finger to it and licks it. Oh, it's salt. Okay. Well that doesn't fucking explain why it's red. Um, maybe that's just, this is a weird nitpick. It just really bothers me that why, wherever this salt is touched, it turns red. Maybe cause it's alien salt or something. I don't know. It's just, I felt like, why would you throw that in there without explaining? Hey, why does that fucking salt look like blood all of a sudden? Um, anyway, I mean, I, I liked, um, by and large, I liked the film. Like I said, I just felt like, gosh, they just left, they spent way too much time on that planet. And I'm really disappointed that we didn't get any answers that were left. The questions that were left in the, uh, in the last film, are we going to get those answers? I don't know. Maybe in expanded universe form, who knows? Excuse me. But, um, yeah, um, 
I did like the uh I really liked the 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 back and forth between Ray and Kylo Ren. I wasn't expecting him to to do what he did in taking out Snoke. That was that was definitely unexpected. I thought that at that point it was because he was making a turn to the light because he was conflicted about everything that he wanted to give up being um aligned with the dark side and he wanted to go back to the light he want, he missed his mother that's why he didn't try to kill her on that ship that he was on and i was expecting that he was going to go back with her and it didn't so i guess the only motivation that he really had in killing snoke is because he didn't want to see ray killed and the only reason i guess that he didn't want to see her killed was because he thought that they could be powerful if they joined together so was that the only reason he killed Snoke was because he wanted to keep Ray around for to continue his pursuit of being the next Darth Vader? And rather than go back to the light, he wanted to turn her to the dark. But then on the other hand, he said he wanted to leave all that behind, like Jedi, Sith, everything, and just be powerful. Uh, <clears throat> it was... Uh, I really did like the chemistry between the two of them, though, the way that they were speaking back and forth. Excuse me. <clears throat> the way that they were communicating back and forth telepathically, that was kind of interesting. But again, something that if Luke is as powerful as he is, how did he not sense that that was going on? Um, yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of holes, I felt. It was entertaining. I definitely enjoyed it. I didn't move the entire time. I stayed glued to my seat, um, riveted. But I think more than anything, it was because I kept waiting for something to happen. Like, something's got to be happening pretty soon. I know something's going to happen. But I'm going to be interested to see how it holds up, especially with people on social media completely tearing shit to shreds. I'll be interested to see how they treat this movie. Um, anyway, uh, please help us out. Like I said, we don't ask for any sort of money or monetary compensation for doing what we do. We don't even ask for Patreon stuff. I fund all this. Um we put I put a lot of work into doing what I do and all that I ask is that if you guys like what you see and hear share this content please get it out to as many people as you can facebook.com slash eclecticacafe our twitter handle is at eclecticacafe you can download our content on soundcloud.com slash eclecticacafe iTunes and Stitcher or you can watch us on YouTube alright may the force be with you thanks a lot thanks a lot